John 19, 1 through 30. The Arrest and Crucifixion of Jesus. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they dressed Jesus in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him and saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against Jesus. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to the crowd, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have the power to release you and the power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release Jesus. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover. It was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to be crucified. So they took Jesus and carried the cross by himself. He went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified Jesus, him with two others, one on either side and with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth is the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews. But this man said... I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who gets it. 
This was to fulfill what the scripture says, they divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they classed lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sisters, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and had it, held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is such a difficult passage to read. The death of an innocent man at the hands of a cowardly leader, a mob of irrational, angry people, a mother losing their son, an aunt losing her nephew, a friend losing his mentor. This is the occasion of the death of God. Jesus was arrested and flogged. He was beaten up before his trial. He was tried in the middle of the night. This wasn't a real court. This was a sham trial. The closest trial we might see in America is when people would be lynched in the middle of the night with torches on the edge of town. Jesus loved people. He loves us. He gave his life for us. And yet, he was killed without a real trial, in a painful and humiliating way, alongside criminals on the edge of town. It's hard to understand the depth of cruelty in this story. That they would take someone who had traveled from town to town, healing people. He was giving out free health care. He was hanging out with people that no one else would hang out with. He was loving people, empowering people, reminding everyone that the spark of divinity lived within them. And yet there were people in power who were so fearful of the good work he was doing, who were so enraged that they had him killed. Even Pilate sees that this trial is a joke. 
Pilate says, the governor of Jerusalem says, I find no case against him. There was no evidence to suggest that he should be killed. And yet, the governor gives in to the mob. He doesn't care enough. He says, if you want to crucify him, crucify him. It's difficult to imagine the disappointment that his mother must have felt watching all this happen. Jesus' mother watching and hoping that Pilate will let his son go. Hoping that the mob will see reason. And as Jesus is dying, he continues to love people. He makes sure that his friend takes care of his mother. He makes sure that those who are scared feel cared for. I don't know if I would have been able to do it. In the face of all that injustice, after being beat up, to think of others. It's a beautiful reminder that when the world feels cruel and unjust, when our leaders let us down, when we're being unfairly targeted or punished, that even in the midst of so much going wrong, Jesus remembers to take care of those who are vulnerable. Who is vulnerable in your life? Who is relying on you? Who needs to be cared for? Who is getting overlooked? Sometimes when our lives go so powerfully wrong, death, tragedy, chronic pain, it's easy to center ourselves in what's happening to us. But remember Jesus in the midst of the worst day of his life, in excruciating pain, remembers his mother, remembers his friend Mary Magdalene, remembers his disciple, remembers to care for the people who are counting on him, even as his life is falling apart. This is where we see the love of God so clearly. This is a love that we aspire to.